1: Hey, uh, Mark Duffield has uh, been very good uh, to jump on the line with us. Uh, the senior footy rider for the Western Australian. There's a bit happening out west. the seven players today, $5,000 fines, half of those suspended. Mark, always great to chat to you, mate. Thanks for your time. Sam, good to talk to you. So what are we to make of this? I mean, it's been an incredibly tough year for, for West Coast. That's the understatement of the year. They've used 43 players, seven players who I would say are probably not fully established in their careers yet, have all just dismissed the wishes of the club and the rules that have been in place and headed out for a night on the tiles after 109 points shellacking. What should we read into this, Mark, if anything?
0: Look, it's an interesting one. I think probably some of them thought they were okay to go because, well, Campbell Chester, the young draftee from Melbourne, is actually on the inactive list. So probably if anyone's going to have a a case to argue against their fine, it's probably Campbell Chester. A few of the others, I think, were... uh, The best way I can describe it is dumb and thoughtless. Um, In normal circumstances, there wouldn't be any issue with what they did in the situation that the club is in. And probably in the situation that the WA community is in at the moment where what you guys were dealing with five or six months ago, we're dealing with now. And so therefore, if you're going to go to places like that, it's not a matter of if you get the virus, it's a matter of when. Um, so for the, any one of them that hadn't had the virus, you know, they're just elevating their chances of catching it. The club was, I think the best word to say, was spewing um, about it. And um, Adam Simpson in particular, obviously he's had a very tough year. People are starting to you know, question whether he should see through his contract. Um, so to be put in that situation where he has to go to Brisbane to play the second best team in the competition with 20 fit players... Um, he was uh, he was not happy, and he didn't have to go because he caught it as well. So it was um, uh, every time West Coast sees light at the end of the tunnel this year, it's just another oncoming train. Unfortunately,
1: it's a fair slap in the face to Adam Simpson uh, as well. I, I would have thought, Mark, and what for the for the fan base over there? How are they viewing this? Because clearly the club are furious, and rightly so. Trevor Nisbet said today it's a slap in the face, and um, Adam Simpson has uh, vented his disappointment but what are the fan base making of it
0: there is often split um in these issues with west coast fans because west coast fans uh given the club's record over you know 20 odd 30 years is they're they're one of the more entitled fan bases in the (laughs) afl you know they, they kind of think you know rock up play finals you know win a flag every seven or eight years that's sort of how they view the afl um so there's there's people who think that it's just completely unacceptable the way they're playing and therefore this behavior is even more unacceptable there's other people who you know they could do whatever they like and basically they would still support them there's the the eagles probably have 60% of the market in perth um so they have very strong support and a lot of a lot of that is blind support I'm, i remember when we were writing stories about the the off-field shenanigans of that player group you know going back in the the mid-naughties, um, sort of 05, 06, around there, 07, um, we, were, we were getting absolutely smashed by about 75% of the correspondence coming in because people just thought, you know, these are the Eagles, this is our team. You're not allowed to do that. Mm. You know, you're not allowed to question them. So there's a lot of people who think, oh, give them a break. They're just trying to be normal young men. Um, there's a lot of people saying, well, this is more evidence that the club's off the rails. So it's a bit of a, there's a bit of a schism there. Um, I think, to me... I'm a great believer that you're a good team with a strong culture when you've got enough good players, and once you run out of good players and everything falls apart, and I think that's what's happened with West Coast. I think their good players have gotten old. They're not durable anymore. They're not putting enough good players on the park who've had good preparations every week, and therefore they're getting hammered. And they're getting hammered in ways that fans find hard to watch because they can't two-way run with the, the best and quickest teams in the competition. So they're not just getting beaten, they're getting carved up. Um, and certainly, that's been the, the the pattern over the last three or four weeks, and I suspect that's going to be the pattern for some time. So I think it's going to be a hard watch for Eagles fans, and it's just going to be a matter of, in the past, what West Coast would have done here is just stuck fat with the the coach, stuck fat with everybody, gone to the draft, drafted hard for a couple of years, and then seen the progress turn the corner. You know, they won a wooden spoon under John Worsfold in 2010. Um, stuck with him and they were in a preliminary final in 2011. Um, That's been their pattern in the past, um, but certainly there is a lot of noise at the moment. So it's going to be a real test of nerve, I think, for uh, CEO Trevor Nisbet and for his board.
1: Mark is a senior footy rider with the West Australian. Um, Mark, I, I think a lot of us here don't quite understand Exactly what you're talking about, just the reverence in which the Eagles are held. I, I worked for a number of years with Simon Black, who obviously uh, grew up there, and he said, you've got no idea. He said, it's like the Beatles. He said, oh, I've seen uh, nobody gets – he goes, the airport used to be filled with people when they'd arrived back. He said, they are, they are the kings of the city. It, it's not it's not like anything else. It, do, it It's different to every other city around Australia, that the way the Eagles um, are, are held in the eyes and the hearts of, of the people of, of Perth. Um, in terms of Adam Simpson, David King was pontificating with Jerry Waitley today about well, if he has lost the players, and maybe, maybe it is, you know, the divorce is coming. Is that your, is that your feeling? Is is there an issue there with Adam Simpson and and the playing group?
0: I would think if Adam Simpson were to go, and I, I still don't expect him to go. I, I would expect. I'm not sure that Adam Simpson gets to finish this rebuild, and that's what it is. I mean, they keep on not wanting to use the word rebuild, but it's a rebuild mm. and, um, and and a big one at that as well. So I think Adam Simpson has the right to start this rebuild. The question is, um, is the progress going to be quick enough in this for him to finish the rebuild? And I think that's where the real doubt occurs. The only way I think it happening sooner than that Um, the club parting ways with Adam and Adam is contracted till the end of 2024 so um, and Trevor Nisbet went into
1: bat for him really strongly today uh, on SENWA he he was unequivocal and now we've heard we have we we have heard before that when you start hearing full support of the board you know you're in trouble but it didn't have that ring to it 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 had very much like no no this is our guy and we don't want him going anywhere
0: yeah I, I think Trevor Trevor's view is that um, the coaches coach, the players play, the administrators administrate. And he doesn't like it. He doesn't like the tail wagging the dog too much. Um, you know, the players have got to turn up and play. Um, so, you know, you start looking at the coach if you feel like he's lost the players. Um, it's, it's got to get pretty dire until it gets to that stage of West Coast while Trevor Newswood is the CEO, I think. So I don't view that happening this year. But having said that, if if we have the same conversation 12 months further down the track, we may be having a completely different conversation because, as we know, the support for a coach is kind of like, you know, how long do clubs support coaches? Well, how long is a piece of string? They do until they don't. And uh, um, I believe West Coast will will stick fat with Adam, um, certainly for this year, and I believe he'll get to start next year and they'll try and do some things differently. i tell you one thing I think they will do. I think they'll use this as an opportunity for a bit of a reset at the club. And I think while they didn't like some of the things that Kane Corns has said, um, and he's been quite outspoken. I think there's an element of truth in a lot of what Kane Corn has said. With the standards have slipped. Um, you know, A lot of players were making their own arrangements around pre-season because there was great trust in them because they'd won a premiership. And and when they won that premiership, the players had very much driven the standards and the culture. So there was a lot of trust in those senior players. Mm. Um, so I think there was a strong element of that, and that's been allowed to drift a little bit to the point where I think some of, even some of their senior players are thinking, we're a fair way off the mark. They're looking around the place. They're looking at how fit other teams are. Um, I think they looked out the window last September when uh, Melbourne and the Bulldogs were training, getting ready for the grand final, and, and they sort of went, gee, these boys train a fair bit harder than we do. Um, and I think one of the reasons for the injuries uh, that they suffered over summer is that there was a bit of a pendulum effect. They went, we have to go harder and be more physical at training. And they and they pushed it a bit too much and they got injuries. And really, when you break it down, guys, like everyone's talking about COVID ruining the Eagle seasons, it, it's injuries. Um, I've seen clubs with as many injuries as West Coast had in March. I just haven't seen clubs with that many injuries before round one. And uh, it was an epidemic And they were key players as well. You know, we haven't seen Oscar Allen yet. Um, Luke Shuey had a seven-week hole in his preseason. Jack Darling, obviously, because of the uh, vaccination medicines, you know, had a seven-week hole in his preseason, etc., etc., etc. It was just important experienced player after important experienced player, either absent um, because in Jack's case of uh, uh, vaccination uncertainty or in other players' cases because they were just injured. Uh, And then the COVID hit on top of that. And um, so uh, that's the problem for them. And that's why I feel they'll treat some of this as a bit of anomaly and they'll go through another summer and see how they're placed this time next year. If they're placed like this this time next year, then I reckon we're having a different conversation.
1: It's an incredible fall from grace, though, Mark, isn't it? When you think of that, that unlikely premiership in 2018... When, you know, no Gaff and no Natanui, which you, you, you would have thought, no, nah, no, nah, they, they can't win. And there was a, I think there was a couple more missing as well. They can't, they can't win without them. And they do. And then they get those guys back. And then they just make finals. I think it was a fifth the year after. And then they just clung, uh, they just hung on in 2020. And Collingwood then went over and beat them over there. And no one gave Collingwood a chance. And it was a thriller of a game. But it, it's been a really sharp fall. And I don't think anyone could have seen it coming from outside. Could you see signs of it happening?
0: Um, look, so that's a really good question because I, I think the 2018 flag is one of the great flags. Because one, they weren't beaten in Victoria that year. No. But there's not many clubs can say they've gone through, non-Victorian clubs that is, can say that we've gone through unconquered in Victoria in, in 2018. Now, they didn't play there that often, but no one beat them. Um, and then in 2019... There's a game in 2019, I reckon, which maybe has a story to tell about what's happened with West Coast. So the Eagles in round 22 go to Melbourne to play Richmond. And at that stage, West Coast and Richmond were considered, I reckon, almost the two teams. Mm. You know, Collingwood was there and thereabouts, but maybe you know one out and one back from them. Um, so you've got the 2017 Premiers and the 2018 Premiers going head-to-head at the MCG. Oh, I remember this game. For, West Coast West are Coast seven goals for three up at a quarter time. Yes. The rains came. And, and remember how well Richmond playing in the rain, this that surge mentality, get the ball forward. They ran them down. They ha- held on to win by a goal. So that kind of put the home qualifying final out of reach for West Coast. But all they had to do was beat Hawthorne the next week at home in round 23, and they were going to be playing in a qualifying final. And Hawthorne didn't just beat them, and Hawthorne went nowhere in 2019. You know, they weren't playing finals. It was the beginning of the end for Alistair Clarkson. Um, they were just putting along, you know, not doing much to anybody. Hawthorne didn't just beat them, they beat them easy. Yep. And um, and that game, I still look back on that game, and I ask myself the question, how did that happen? You know, how, how did a team with so much to play for get beaten at its own home fortress by a team with nothing to play for? And I still don't know the answer to that. And maybe there's a point to that something that's gone amiss with this playing group, you know, a lack of resilience, a lack of stickability or something that started to rear its head then. Because come 2020, with Tim Kelly on board, they were the first team that it got too hard for in the hub and they played poorly there. Um, They actually came home pretty strongly that year, but they ended up too far back. Um, to get to to the top four. And then it's just been on the slide ever
1: since then. Yeah, it's an incredible uh, fall, as we mentioned, and it's an extraordinarily tough year that they're going through, and this just only makes uh, things worse. Hey, Mark, next time we'll actually spend some time on the Dockers because I think we should, but I'm I'm running out of it now. Um, And news today that Heath Chapman, just a little bit more salt into the wound as they're flying um, second on the ladder. Heath Chapman uh, is the NAB Rising star winner. So we'll have to talk about that a bit more next time we, we chat to you, mate.
0: Before you let me go, Matt, I will say this about Heath Chapman. No young player has had to do more to get a rising star nomination than Heath Chapman. He's been close to best on ground about three times this year, and he's finally got one, so thank goodness for that.
1: Absolutely. We will give them their flowers, as Tim Watson says, next time we speak. Uh, but until then, thanks so much, Mark. Really appreciate your time.
0: Good on you, mate. Cheers.